We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Baisley, catch me out. There you go. <laughs> nice. Bert Horford catches, kicks, Dort for the win. It's good. Pokashevsky, catch, fire, three, and that is good. What is up? Welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast. The Oklahoma City Thunder fall once again, their 14th straight loss. You heard that right. That is 14 straight losses for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Tonight was by a final score of 121-90. to A lot of their peers around the league, including the Detroit Pistons, got wins. So from a pure lottery positioning standpoint, it was a good night for the Thunder. Again, 14th straight loss. They will head to Boston tomorrow night for yet another game on the second night of a back-to-back. And to break down tonight's game, I'll patch you guys over to our locker room session where I was joined by Taylor. Not a not a ton of good things from Oklahoma City tonight outside of losing yet another game. Um, obviously tying the franchise record for most losses in a, in a row with 14. Uh, things are not going to get any easier over the course of the the week they've got a tough schedule you know Boston tomorrow night um, New Orleans and Indiana following that finishing up the week in uh, on Sunday playing the Sun so I don't know Taylor the the streaks at 14 where do you oh so I kind of thought that they might like it well especially so tomorrow I saw Mark Stein tweet out it looks like Kimba and Jason Tatum are both going to be out tomorrow against OKC but even then Jalen Brown 50 50- Oh, yeah. And they're going to use kind of like, um, so like tonight, I think is a good example where, um, 
you you saw some of these Sixers starters and their starting five playing together more um, and what was pretty much a blowout from about the end of the first quarter and on. Uh, we saw them uh, still quite a bit, you know, deep into the third quarter, which is unusual for a team playing, you know, a, a championship contender, not even just a playoff contender like the Sixers, playing a team like the Thunder, um, who aren't really competing for a playoff spot. Um, but the reason they did that is because they've had so many injuries, especially with Ben Simmons being out for so long. They kind of wanted those guys to play together and gel with limited time before the playoffs. So to your point, Nick, like, yes, Jason Tatum and Kimba may be out tomorrow tomorrow night. Um, but Jalen Brown's probably is going to get that burn because they want him to get conditioning back under him after he was out for a little while um, and, and try and get him back into the swing of things. So yeah, we probably do see <laughs> quite a decent amount of points from Jalen Brown. Um, it'll be interesting if, you know, the Thunder held the door out again tonight. Um, typically, uh, unless an injury flares back up, he's kind of set the second eye of back-to-backs or at least one game of a back-to-back. I'm curious if he plays tomorrow, that'll kind of change things. But like, just, I, I say all that because the lineup. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The lineups that the Thunder threw out there tonight, um, I'm not even really that concerned about the Celtics, like second and third stringers, if we're being honest. So to your point, it it might be a while before the Thunder find a win, if they do, before the end of the season. So Ty Jerome is not an option for this question I'm about to ask you. So, so <laughs> him aside, if you had to give a Thunder, I guess call it MVP award for tonight, like who outside of Ty Jerome, did you see something that was at least positive? Um... So there, I mean, obviously Ty wins that one, but that that one doesn't count because it's almost a given. Um, I'm probably going to go ahead and give Darius Baisley that one. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com 
slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Excuse me, just because I saw some really solid things from him tonight. Um, the continued aggression is what I love to see. Six of 11 from the floor, 14 points, seven rebounds. Um, he actually, he also had 30 minutes. Probably would like to see him do a little more with that time, um, given the the players who, who sat for OKC tonight and, and the opportunity he had. But with that being said, I mean, the Sixers, again, a championship contender, were playing pretty much their, their full lineups there, trying to get legs back under him, get that chemistry ready heading into the playoffs. Um, and with that, they have a lot of length and size. The Thunder only had Moses Brown and uh, Isaiah Roby tonight at the center position because Tony Bradley is was out with an ankle injury, and I showed. Um, actually, I need, I need to pull these stats up really quick. I'm sure uh, I haven't even looked at them yet. Yeah, that, uh, that, was, that was something that stuck out for me was – Moses Thunder out rebounded the Sixers by three. That's wild. I they, actually they, did not they expect that. They're, they're, we <laughs> talked about this on last night's podcast. They're, they're one of the better rebounding teams in the league. It's it's because of guys like Moses Brown who almost had a quiet double double. But True. you know, you think about Isaiah Roby's not a center. He's playing backup center because uh, Tony Bradley's out. I I've got to Agreed. give respect to Moses Brown. Obviously, he got abused on the defensive end, but when you're going up against Dwight Howard and Joel Embiid all night as the only true center on the team, and you have 27 hard minutes shooting five of eight from the floor, you pull down eight rebounds. Like, I think that's that's a he would probably win my award outside of Ty Jerome for that's fair because he was serviceable, and I think that's what like I keep coming back to is like I don't see Moses Brown like coming into next season and like all of a sudden he's shooting corner threes and like oh, mid-range God, shots. Can you imagine? He's just not going to have that, right? <laughs> like Steven Adams kind of, you know, worked on that, but never really showed it in a game outside of like preseason. Um, but we saw him do it in practices. Moses Brown's never going to be that. But to your point, Nick, like the fact that he was able to do what he did tonight, like you said, in, in limited time, um, <laughs> being one of the only serviceable bigs for OKC tonight against uh, two really great bigs. Um, when, when it's all said and done, I mean, I know um, – Gosh, I just went blank. I know Dwight Howard um, isn't quite that anymore these days, but like when it all is said and done, two maybe of the best centers to ever play the game, like top 10, top 15 for both of them, potentially him and Embiid. Um, and for him to, for Moses to be able to go out there and do what he did, um, I, I think was absolutely an, another positive. That's a really good point. And hopefully he can continue that, continue to improve. Um, and I guess his third season in the NBA next season with an off season under his belt Again, like I just kind of think he could be a Nerlens Noel type serviceable backup center. Yeah, I, I agree. And what, one thing on the flip side that was less promising for me, and and trust me, I get it. You're you're starting two rookies, Teo and and Pokashevsky are both like 19 years old. You can't expect them to be elite at this yet. But like the turnovers are an issue, man. They've 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 been the league leaders in turnovers per game for quite some time now. Um, it's been floating around like the 14 to 16 number, but like these last two weeks, I feel like it's been 19, 20, 21, 22. Tonight was a, a franchise high 28 franchise turnovers. Record. 20, like, 29 is what this says. <laughs> geez. I mean, it's, it's like, it's, I get Teo as a 19 year old point guard running the offense. I get Poku as a 19 year old rookie that, that does a lot of ball handling and a lot of creative type action. Um, you've got Moses Brown at center who, 
you know, has doesn't have a lot of experience and, and, you know, these like Darius Baisley four turnovers, he's been prone to that throughout his mm-hmm. career. But I'm like looking at those numbers too. At, yeah. At Pokey with five, this, like you said, Kenridge at five. Um, I mean, speed with five. I, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it is like, if you have it, it in a sense, because you still have guys like Lou Dort who have been playing through this, this time period, even though not nearly as much as some of these other guys, um, due to, I mean, honestly, let's call it what it is, tanking. Um, but, like, if Lou Dort was having five every single time he played, um, if he had 42 points and five turnovers, and then, you know, last week, and then uh, next game he had 20-whatever, if he had another five turnovers, that would be something that concerns me. We aren't seeing that, though. Um, like you said, what we are seeing are a bunch of guys that are inexperienced um, who are getting much-needed playing time against elite NBA talent that they otherwise probably wouldn't get. Um, they they the Thunder would really just kind of be relying on the G League, I think, to get these guys that, that kind of experience. Um, and so we're seeing guys like, honestly, Baisley, like you said, Poku. I'm kind of surprised by Kenrich Williams. Um, five turnovers for him tonight. Yep. But again, I think that just shows how great of a defense that the Sixers have, that length and versatility that the, they use. The Thunder just couldn't match up with that tonight. Um, shorthanded, basically playing their third and like fourth stringers. Uh, we saw Charlie Brown Jr., 10-day signee coming in and, and getting some burn. Well, almost like Jalen Horde. I mean, just I'm not too concerned long-term, although guys like Poku and guys like um, Teo, that's something to watch moving forward. I think this experience is great, but I'm a little – it's something I want to keep an eye on, I think, moving into next season and watching their growth. Yeah, and what's, what's weird about it too is like tonight in specific, 28, 29 turnovers, whatever it was, 22 of those were off steals. We're not talking about, you know, your bonehead play where it dribbles off your foot and goes out of bounds or, you know, good flow of offense and it, and you, you know, just turn the ball over. I mean, these are, these are pretty bad steals. And I think a lot of it's yeah. being young. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. So, like silver and uh silver and Justin both bring up good points in the chat. I want to go ahead and bring them up. Um, Silver says, are the turnovers just being young or not playing together? Now, both of, you, both of us just mentioned the, the youth and the experience, but what do you think about just not really playing together? I mean, again, you're throwing in like Jalen Horde and Charlie Brown Jr. tonight. Yeah, I, I get that to a degree, right? Like, like a young team should have a bunch of turnovers, but when you're in the 20s every single night, that's, that's different level. And it's not just... It's not just these these new guys. Like the guys that have the turnovers are like the 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 bulk of them. Poku and Teo and Darius combined for like fourteen, and they're they've they've been starters for the bulk of the season. Like at least since the the G League bubble ended. So I don't know. I mean, again, it's like 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 everyone's saying in the chat. It's not something to be concerned about. Losing games is not a bad thing. On that note, the Detroit Pistons won tonight. Their their nineteenth win of the season. And the Minnesota Timberwolves are currently winning in the third quarter over the Utah Jazz. Um, I, I just, I just got to say this, Taylor: the tank, or or whatever you want to call it, the 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 rebuild, the tank, the trying to Replenish. get better lottery, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, is going really, really well. For- it really is. Um, it really is pretty impressive to see how uh, Presley was able to pivot from you know, maintaining a competitive culture, um, seeing guys really outperform and overperform, um, and then kind of transitioning into this, uh, knowing that he needs to. 
I, I mean, I guess it, it kind of kind of like tonight, honestly, Nick, I think you and I were talking about this a little bit. And I think people were tweeting about it. It probably was. I mean, it's up there with that game in Portland. I think it was Steve McGee who tweeted you about that. Like that game in Portland yep. was pretty bad where the Thunder, the latest loss um, to Portland where the Thunder got beat pretty bad, pretty poorly. But the product on the floor tonight uh, was not great by any means. <laughs> it was more than just tanking. Um, it was just like even the starters when they were in there at the beginning of the fourth quarter, just again, turning the ball over, sloppy play, just wasn't the brand of basketball we're used to seeing. Um, and again, a lot of that I think is due to Hey, the Sixers um, playing their, the players that they did and almost back at full strength. And then also, I mean, the guys are getting tired. You know, <laughs> it's a lot of games in a shortened period of time, even though they did just have two days off of rest. Um, but I'm kind of curious your take on that. Like, is this due to the tanking, the, the consistent losing, or, or what was tonight? Um, is it a negative overall for this team? What do you think? And, and I think we're going to agree on this, but I think we need to maybe dive a little deeper into um, just the product of play that was on the floor tonight for OKC. Yeah, I think it's interesting, too, because you you look at the morale of the team, at least in the public eye. Um, pre-game, you heard guys, you know, kind of jumping around, um, making jokes and stuff pre-game while, while Mark was on availability. And, you know, it seems like the locker room, everything's just fine. You know, guys in their post-game avails are – positive and saying, you know, learn from this game, move on, like all is good. You're not seeing the negative effects of, of the quote unquote tank culture. So I don't think, I don't think it's that like, like it would be easy to say for a lot of teams, like losing 14 straight games is physically and mentally exhausting. And this could be a result of that. I think this, this one in particular is really just Philly is a much better team, even if they're not playing their guys a ton of minutes it's expected for the game to be like this, right? Like if, if three years ago, Oklahoma city was playing, you know, some crappy team who had, had won 19 or 20 games all year, you would expect the thunder to win by 30. Right. And so I think it's, I think it's more of just lopsided competition and I don't think there's too much to look into, although it was a lot worse than it. Looks like Taylor got knocked out of the room. We bring him back up to the stage. We're back. Hey, hey. <laughs> so no, I, I I don't think it's I don't think it's too much to look into. I think it really is just a product of Philadelphia being a better team, even if they're they're resting their their main guys for a, a good portion. Yeah, no, and, and I agree with you completely. Um, I know games like this are pro- probably are hard for somebody like especially like Teo, who I know he he put up some okay numbers, but really seems to be struggling a little more on um, being the primary ball handler during this recent stretch. And again, like uh, actual elite defenders um, against him, um, you know, he <laughs> anywhere from Ben Simmons to uh, Seth Curry. I, I know Seth isn't necessarily like a lockdown defender by any means, but he's really struggled with, with, I think a uh, full strength NBA lineups that he's playing against, if that makes sense. I probably word totally. that really poorly, <laughs> um, but it, guys like Tao, I can see where they're down after a game like tonight. Um, I can see where a lot of the guys are down. But like to your point, uh, Daydont was being interviewed uh, pregame and was getting distracted because he had players like give him a hard time and giggling in the background, trying to get his attention and distract him. And then you have obviously Ty Jerome's quotes. Um, I guess it was here last week talking about no, you know the the team morale is high. We we all that being said, I mean 
Presti's bringing in these guys, not only with high character or not only with high basketball skills, but high character and high um, IQ, even off outside the basketball, off the basketball court. And um, I, I think these guys obviously know what's going on and that they understand as well that when you're not playing, excuse me, Lou or Shea specifically, but then obviously Al Horford and others, Michael Scala, they understand what's going on. And so getting guys burn like Teo and Poku and Baisley right now, I think uh, it, it really is going to, to pay dividends long-term, even outside of the Thunder draft pick that they're trying to improve. So kind of looking forward, we talked about this on last night's pod, and and I want to hear um, your answer here after what you saw tonight. Just based on the next four games before, um, before I guess, the start of next week on Monday, just a reminder, it's it's Boston, it is New Orleans, Indiana, and then Phoenix. You you're thinking four four more losses here to, to finish. Oh, see, like that's so tough. Last night I was thinking they were going to get at least one, and for whatever reason, I felt like it was going to be that Boston game tomorrow. Like they they've been beaten down, they're tired of playing poorly. That you know they're going to come out scrappy, like the Thunder team we've seen all season. And one of these teams is going to be having an off night, kind of like we saw from the Thunder tonight. For being honest, um, even with the lines that they were throwing out there, it's, we didn't see the Thunder brand of basketball that we've grown accustomed to all season. So because of that, I think there's going to be one win over those next, those next four games. I mean, again, you got the Pelicans, who Zion's incredible, and it, gosh, he's going to do just like unspeakable things to the Thunder, especially if they aren't playing Lou Dort. <laughs> um, you know, I think, did you mention the Suns? Yep, Sunday. Yeah, so, I mean, that's probably an L right there just because the Suns play a great brand of basketball led by Chris Paul and Devin Booker. But I could just see one of those teams between the Pelicans and the Celtics that I think – We'll catch them on an off night, and this team's going to be tired of losing. They're going to be playing a good brand of basketball like we've run accustomed to, and maybe Lou Dort comes back from one of those games. So I'm going to go ahead and say that they get one win out of this, even though I don't really want it, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's 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 good and bad. I mean, you you don't want to go 20 games without winning. Like, it's it's just not good for the culture, although it's good for the draft pick. And now that we're seeing – some of these other teams win games. Cleveland's Cleveland's a weird one because they've been at 21 for, it seems like forever. And if they could win a couple games, it would really increase the gap between five and six. I still, I still don't think even with Detroit getting a win tonight that with, with their 19th win, I still don't see them winning two more the remainder of the year and Oklahoma city losing every single game the rest of the year. So I just think that the five is really a locked in spot with that in mind, Taylor, we, we've always got to talk a little bit about some draft prospects. At number five, let's let's do a hypothetical here. You've got both G League Ignite guys sitting there at number five. True. Who are you taking, Kuminga? Or- so this is the unpopular opinion right now, but um, I'm taking Jalen Green. I think his upside is higher than what Kuminga can offer. Not that Kuminga is a polished product by any means. I mean, very raw athlete. But what I see from Jalen Green, the explosiveness, the scoring ability from all three levels on the court, I love Jalen Green. He has like he he kind of fits in that like uh, that Kevin again not going to potentially be this. I don't even know if his ceiling is close to this, but the Kevin Durant, you even throw like the Brandon Ingram, the um, Amani Bates, he kind of fits into that mold of player. I think 
where he can play at all three or at score at all three levels. And then also if he's locked in on the defensive end, I think he can be a great scorer. I see a lot of potential with Jalen Green. Um, not that I don't with Kaminga. I obviously would be thrilled if the Thunder drafted him. But uh, I think I'm still going Green over Kaminga. Green to me is is super, super safe. Like at at minimum, I think he is Malik Beasley. He's capable of scoring eight. You cut out there at, at the very beginning. Are you talking about um Kaminga? Green. I, th- I think green. Oh, green. Okay. Okay. I think green. Green's floor is Malik Beasley. He'll give you eighteen to twenty a night. He That's may fair. not may not be great on defense, but at minimum, you're getting a high level score. Whereas, and again, I think green is a safe pick. Whereas Kuminga is less safe. I could easily see him being a guy that ends up not being great, just because, like you said, he's not a super polished product. We we don't know what kind of guy he really is. I think he's got a higher ceiling with the frame he has. He's got that typical True. small forward, long reach. He's he's pretty cut up. He's got like the perfect NBA wing body. Um, I think he has the chance to be better, a higher ceiling maybe, but definitely Green's got the floor. And, I, and it's, it's interesting because we've seen Presti take swings for guys like Pokashevsky at 17. I don't know if you can take a swing if both of those guys are there at four or I five. Agree. I think I you got to you got to take a guy that you know is going to be solid. But there's been one guy, Nick, and I was going to say this for a group podcast, but we'll just like barely mention it here. We can dive into it um, here in a couple of weeks when we get closer to lottery night. But Josh Giddy is somebody uh, again. He's a six foot eight, um, small forward slash kind of hybrid guard. Um, who's playing in the NBL right now, kind of like Lamella was, um, only 18 years old. He'll be 19 October, uh, born in 2002. The kid is putting up some really impressive numbers and doing some really impressive things. I don't think, I mean, even with, he he falls outside of that talent tier of those top, like, again, completely unpolished product, but is such a typical kind of guy that I think Presti would take a swing on. Now, it's, it's different than Poku because I think there's going to be a lot more interest in, uh, in Giddy, especially there, like, outside of the top five um, through the rest of the lottery down to 14. But if Presti ends up with five, I just wonder if that's going to be a guy on his radar, even over um, a Kaminga. Um, but, again, I think the talent gap is so large there, it just would be almost idiotic not to take Kaminga or Green. But – just somebody I want to keep an eye on because I think Presti could absolutely be interested in him. Kind of fits the mold of the player that seems like Presti is wanting to surround Shea with, um, like we've seen over the past year. Yeah, he plays on the 36ers, same team that Terrence Ferguson played for whenever he was overseas for that season. Um, no, he, he's definitely interesting. I think he's a guy, if Oklahoma City f- somehow fell to like – eight or nine, you know, if they finish with the sixth best odds and, and finish with the ninth pick um, on lottery night, I think he's a guy that you do take a swing on. If Scotty Barnes is gone and that whole top five is gone, I am intrigued by him. I just, yep. like, like you said, I don't know if, I don't know if anybody that's mocked in the top five right now has any chance of falling. Agreed completely. I, I don't think there's much of a chance at all. Um, I'm with you there, but just somebody I want to keep yeah. an eye on. There, there's a few 18 years old. It's weird. Uh, he was born in 2002. That makes me feel super old. That's so weird. That's so weird. Ugh. Yeah. That's that. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> we're old. We're, we're um, balls now. We are. We are. It's sad. Uh, Nick, before we get out of here, we have some pretty good questions here in the chat. If any of you guys want to jump on and ask them, come, come, feel free to submit a request. Come talk with us. But until then, I'm just going to scroll through these really quick. You ready? Let's get it. 
Um, I am surprised you didn't give Dort the MVP, Taylor, from Silver. Yes, my Dort fandom is known. I announced it publicly, not just my fandom, but my favoritism um, on the po- the group podcast last night. So be sure to uh, to check that out. Is Brown on the team? I think he means next season. That's from our guy Silver. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, his contract's too good. Even if he's a guy that they don't see as a long-term fit, you've got a backup center that's making, like, what, 1.4 for the next four years? Uh, yep. I, I think I'm with you. Jeremiah Caesar, at this point, is our tank the strongest in the league by far? By a mile. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, even even with the Pistons, I, I just, you know, they're, they're playing better. Uh, they're finally getting healthy. Um, like you said, Nick, they won tonight. I'm with you. Uh, the Orlando Magic were competing with the, the Lakers minus LeBron, but they AD's back. And they were uh, tied up heading into the fourth quarter tonight. So I think I'm with you. I think I've got to give the Thunder the greatest tank as well. This is a really fun run, fun one from our guy, Clay. Rank the top five greatest Owasso, Owasso athletes of all time. I'll go first. Um, I'm going to go Nick Crane, Nick Crane, Nick Crane, Nick Crane, and then Taylor Peterson. Hey, you five. forgot you forgot Shake Milton, who's uh, playing <laughs> in <it. laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's a, oh, of all time is tough. But, like, at least in our time, you got to throw Jalen Lowe in there. Yep. You've got her shaking there. Jalen's playing. Uh, he's playing some. I don't know what league. Arena is. football. Arena football. Yeah. It's like the Champions League or something out of Dodge City up in yeah. Kansas. Yeah. Um, so it's good to see him back out there on the field. Still think his talent. He was so talented at basketball, yeah. um, but his love was with football, and so I get it. Um, so Jalen shakes an obvious one. Dylan Bundy. Yeah. Um, who am I missing there? Oh, geez. Pete, Pete Kuzma. Cosma, um, yeah, or Cosma. <laughs> That's a Kuzma. Goodness, yeah, not Ky- yeah, not a not LA Kuzma. No, um, Shake, Shake Cosma. might be Shake might be a top five athlete to ever come out of the Tulsa Oklahoma. area. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, Tulsa. Yeah, that's a good point. He's the he's um, the fourth best player on a one of the best teams in the NBA. That's crazy. Wild that stuff. Crazy. Talk talk about one of the best value contracts in the NBA. Absolutely, and it's cool to see him contributing for a contender. You know, like hey, we saw it last season, the bubble that was awesome, but like especially with this team, a true championship contender and shake. Um, Alba also is getting real minutes yeah. um, and not just real minutes. He's playing a critical role for that team as a, uh, maybe not a six man just because they don't have like a designated six man, but he oftentimes is a six man and yeah. obviously playing a big role for them off the bench. Fourth best, fourth best score. That is wild. That's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Um, and then just people saying we have to lose. <laughs> um Shea was getting shots up pregame. What's the chances he returns before the end of the season? Also, give us a tankathon sim before you wrap up, please. That's probably a great way to zip zilt zero on him playing again. I'm pulling up tankathon now. Perfect. I'll uh, answer the last there. I'll answer the last comments here. Oh, Hayden, my little brother jumped in. Jumped in. And, you know, makes a good point here, Nick. Um, just saying, I'm in the 1,000 point club with Jalen and Shake. Hey, that is a go. good point. Good you point. gotta go <laughs> shake Jalen Hayden Peterson and Seth Pomeroy. I mean, love it. There it is. And uh, Clay said shake is easy number one and Crane easy number two. So there <laughs> we have it. The sim has been done. Oklahoma City jumps three spots to get the number two yes. overall pick. Houston only falls down to four, so they keep it. And the Thunder's second first round pick goes to number seventeen via Miami. Hey, I'll take that That'll number work. two. Yeah, I'll take that number two. <laughs> Welcome to the Oklahoma City uh, Thunder, uh, Evan Mobley. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. Cool. Thanks for thanks for joining everybody, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow night after the Boston game. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.